You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. So excited to be here with you today to speak on this message. It actually wasn't wasn't the message that I originally intended, originally planned, but I uh, I shared with my wife what I was was going to speak on, and she said, "Yeah, don't preach on that." <laughs> At least not yet. It's not for right now. Maybe a different time you'll get that one. So. If, uh, if you like this word, you can thank my wife. If you don't like it, it's probably my fault. So hopefully God speaks through me. Jeff Q, what are you doing over here from Balboa? So good to see you, mighty man, and your bride. It's fun to have, fun to have visitors, guests. Who, who here has never heard me speak, never heard me preach? Who am I talking to? So many new people. All right, good, good, good. What are you talking about, Brian? Come on. Mighty man. All right, so we're going to talk about some issues that, that are affecting life right now as we know it. And um, there's, there's these terms like quality of life and, and metrics and things that, I mean, over the past two years, have kind of gone out the window. It's like, how do, you even, how do you even gauge the last year and a half, two years when it comes to quality of life? It seems like every, every month or every week, there's a, there's a new rule. We can do this or we can't do that. You got to wear this. Don't wear that. Now you're free. Now you're not. Just kidding. You know, so it's, it's a little bit like we've been, you know, a yo-yo on a string just tossed up and down by the, the whims of the government. That's why we decided a while ago we just weren't going to respond to that government. We're going to respond to his government. We're going to take our cues from above, not from Sacramento. But uh, there may be some changes coming up in Sacramento sometime soon. So keep praying about that. But uh, I'm excited to talk today about, about the quality of life that we experience in the church. And, and the truth is that we in the church should have a quality of life that's better than the world, right? I mean, we should, we should be able to say that because we're walking with God, because we're walking in the house of God, that, that our life has improved. Our life has gotten better. Otherwise, what are we here for? You know, and it becomes really hard to invite other people into the house, into a walk with God, if, if your life hasn't improved since you've been here. You could say, hey, yeah, come on to the church. You know, I lost my job. I lost my house. Every, everything's going to pot. But yeah, come, come join me in my misery. That doesn't, that doesn't sell very well. You know, we should have an expectation. We should have a revelation that since we've been in the house of God, that our life is improving. Our life is getting better. Because when it comes to quality of life, you're, you're either improving, you're rising up, you're going down, life is, is getting worse, or you're just kind of hovering somewhere in the middle. And, and the truth is that in the church, just hovering in the middle isn't acceptable. That's, that's not God's best plan for us. That's not God's intent for us just to, you know, have some highs and, and have some lows, and we kind of wind up just like stagnant. And, and does anybody in here want to live a stagnant life? Just checking, checking. No, no, no. All right, good. You're in the right place. You're in the right place. Because the house of God is not a stagnant life house. It's where we come to increase. It's where we come to improve. And so uh, I want to be speaking about that today. And as Christians, we should have an edge on the competition. We should have, as Romans 5 says, that we should be able to reign in this life through Christ. That he has given us the authority. He has given us the power to reign in life. And, and I'm not saying that Christians are free from trials. Actually, the op- opposite. The Bible says that uh, Jesus, in fact, says that you will have trials of many kinds. But it also says, take heart, because he, God, Jesus, has overcome them all. So it doesn't matter what trial you're facing right now, Jesus is the answer. That he has already become the way, and he's made the way available for each one of us. 
So the title of this message is Life Cycles. Life Cycles. A quick definition, a series of stages through which something, such as an individual, a culture, or a manufactured product, passes during its lifetime. And when we think about life cycles, we might think about, okay, maybe there's, there's you know, examples of this in the animal kingdom. A caterpillar, you know, lives its life for a while, turns into a cocoon, then becomes a butterfly. It goes through stages of life. Similarly, a, a frog starts as a, an egg and then a tadpole, swims around, and then it grows legs and arms, becomes amphibious, and it changes its stage of life. It, it increases in its life cycle. But there's, there's also some short-term examples of this, and, and I kind of want to focus not so much on the time, but on how this plays out in our world, the life cycle of a Christian, because the truth is there, there may be some life cycles that take a long time to develop in our world, in our life, that we transition through stages in life, in school, and then growing up, getting married, get a job, all of those things, that that life cycle may take some time. But then there's also life cycles that can be short, that can be sometimes you know, maybe less than a year, sometimes months, sometimes a life cycle can, pro- uh, can process itself out even in a day. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. And the, uh, the main scripture that's kind of the basis for this message, Proverbs 15, 24, says this, and, and specifically as it applies to the church, the way of life winds upward for the wise, and some translations also say righteous, that he may turn away from hell below. This is a pretty simple scripture, pretty easy to understand. That, that wise people or righteous people, their life will get better. It will wind upward. And where are you going when you go upward? Well, it's simple, away from hell. Anybody want to go away from hell? <laughs> wind upward. Like, receive wisdom, receive understanding. Your life will improve. As you walk out in righteousness, as you walk out your life in the church with God, your life will get better. And so we need to learn to expect that. So how do we do that? How do we improve the life cycles that we live in in this world? Well, we're in our battle preach message, so we're, uh, we're taking, we're drawing from culture um, truths that are, that are actually biblical truths and truths that come directly from God. So uh, in, in, in that vein, I want to show you guys a little clip, and uh, this is from one of my favorite movies. It's probably one of the greatest movies of the 80s and 90s, and it has one of the most iconic characters, and even if you've never seen this movie, you'll know who this character is. So take a look at this clip.
Yes, all right. The second challenge is the word of God. Only in the footsteps of God will he proceed. Wow, come on. Somebody say, that'll preach. It's amazing when you watch some of these movies, when you filter it through the right lens and you see there's actually so much, so much Bible, so much scripture, so much of the word in there. How'd you like to be the person that has to go out on that ledge and paint that so it looks like exactly there's nothing there? How long did that take? 
Come on, they did a good job. So we're gonna, I'm going to pull from this clip five, five stages that happen in a life cycle, and uh, specifically a life cycle of a Christian. There's five different areas, five stages that we will transition through, and, and almost as important at the stages, maybe, maybe sometimes more important than the stages themselves, is how do we move past the stage? How do we transition from one stage to the next? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the stages themselves and also some keys, some tools to help us transition out of those stages. And uh, I remember specifically there was, there was a, a time at men's prayer uh, a couple years back where I was praying with this, this guy, and, uh, and he felt that he was just stuck in this one particular stage of life. He was kind of stuck. Um, maybe some of you have experienced this too. felt a little bit like he was on a hamster wheel just kind of spinning and spinning and, and felt like he was, you know, living through life, but expending all this energy and not really getting anywhere. Anybody else felt like that, where at some time in your life you felt like you've been stuck, felt like it doesn't matter what you do, you keep going and going, but you don't actually make a lot of progress? Well, I want to I encourage you today, maybe you, if you're in that place right now, if you're in one of these stages of life and you feel like you've been ready to get out but just haven't had that, that momentum yet, then, then ask God to, to open up for you today You know what it's going to take to help you transition out of that stage and keep improving and keep going through that life cycle. And uh, Because God's, God's will for you is not to just, just sit there in that one place. And this guy that I was praying with, God, God showed me as I was praying, there was, he gave me a picture of a parking garage that had, had many levels on it. And on the side of the parking garage, there was one of those little winding driveways that help you drive up or exit. And, and what had happened is that God had put him on this, this path upward, you know, the way of life winds upward. And that uh, there's times and seasons in our life where we are supposed to, to take a rest, take a break, and, and stop at a level and learn and grow and develop at that level before he lifts us up to the next. But, that, uh, but this guy, he had, he had parked his car on this level in the garage and then, and then just stopped. And that was it. And he was just sitting there you know, maybe waiting for God to move, uh, maybe, maybe waiting for God to do something. But what God was showing me to tell him is that it was time that he got back in the car and actually started to drive again, started to move, and then that God would show him the right path that would lead him upward to the next level. Because the truth is, no matter what stage of life we're at, the devil will put a lot of exit signs around our way that don't lead upward. He's going to put a lot of things in our lives, a lot of paths that we could go down, that we could drive down, that we could walk into that aren't God's design for us. And their intent is to, is to take us down, to reduce our capacity, to, to make our life cycle wind downward. That's why we need wisdom. We need good counsel. We need people around us like connect group leaders and team leaders that are going to love up on us. They're going to pray up on us. And they're going to help us give, get that direction, get back in the car, restart the engine, and head in the right direction. Amen? Amen. So the first stage of life I want to talk about is motivation. Motivation. Who or what are you striving for? What's, what's the, the impetus inside of you that's pushing you, that's propelling you forward? And I, I love in this, in this movie, uh, we see that Indy, it, it's obvious, especially in this clip, that his motivation for going through all of these challenges in life is to help his dad. His dad was sitting there laying on the ground that he was shot. He was dying in that place. And if Indy didn't do what he needed to do, his dad was going to die. So his motivation wasn't for himself. It wasn't to find glory. It wasn't to find the, the cup of Christ for his own benefit. It was actually to save his dad. And we need to actually have that same type of mentality that the motive, you know, what's driving us forward? Is it our own ambitions? Is it our own desires? Is it something just to help us? Or do we have actually a heart for other people? 
Right here, right now, I think, you know, as much as any time in my life, there's been a need that people are hurting, that people are broken, that people actually need some wisdom. They need guidance. They need help. They need to see an example of somebody that's living their life on fire, that's actually doing something for the kingdom of God, that's actually got good produce, that's got good fruit in their life. And we're going to come to a scripture, Matthew, 30, Matthew 9, 35 to 38, that, that talks about what, what Jesus' motivation was. It says, then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease. Among the people, when he, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Somebody say compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers to do into his harvest. This is so good. So who is he talking about when he talks about the laborers? Somebody say me. He's talking about you. He's talking about me. He's talking about us, that we are the laborers. We are the ones that are called to go out into the harvest. And what are we supposed to do? Exactly what Jesus did. All of these things, heal the sick, cure diseases, preach the gospel. To the multitudes, when we go out, we're supposed to be an example of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to walk our lives the way that he walked his lives with compassion for somebody else. So maybe there's some of us here today where you feel like you're stuck in this first stage. You just, you don't have motivation to move. You know you have an assignment. You know you have a vision, but you just can't seem to generate the energy. Well, my my encouragement to you and my advice to you is check the motivation. Who are you doing this for? What's the end result? Do you have other people in mind? Is what you're going to do, is it going to help somebody? Or is it just all about your own designs, your own plans? Do you have a motivation of compassion? Do you want to see other other people healed, set free, uh, walking in their design. Because, the, like, honestly, most of the time when God gives us a vision, a purpose, it's not just for us. We may be the leader of it, but it's actually designed to bring other people with us. It's designed to help somebody else. So that business idea that you have, it's supposed to support other people. You're supposed to generate jobs for other people. You're supposed to see other people lifted up, other people developed and encouraged in their walk as well. And when you catch a motivation that includes other people, watch this. God's going to accelerate your capacity. He's going to engage you in a way that you haven't been engaged. He's going to lead you into that next step, into that next range. So Indy had, had the need of his dad in mind when he walked through these. And there's, there's no shortage of that these days. But, uh, but the transition to get us from that place of motivation into the next stage of life is searching, searching. And you might think, well, what does that mean exactly? I love, I love this, this clip, and it, honestly, when I watch this again, I just, like God just started showing me so many things. Did, did you notice that as he was walking through all of, this, all of these challenges, this whole scene, what did he have in his hand? He had a book. He had a guide. This was actually a journal that his father had created. Interesting. His father created a journal to help him get through the challenges in life. Sound familiar? Anybody? So he, whatever challenge he faced, he was constantly looking at this journal. Okay, what's the next challenge? What's the next step? What's the key to get through the next challenge? It's not just that there was going to be a challenge, but it actually gave insight. It gave wisdom on how to go through life. Honestly, I don't know how people who, who don't read this book make it through life. I mean, there's so much stuff that happens. There's so many things that happen in life. Like, this is life's manual. It doesn't matter what challenge you face. The answer is right here. All you have to do is you have to open it up. 
And, and it's true that there, there's other religions out there, and they have some manuals too, but, but no book in the history of the world has been reprinted, reproduced, stolen, smuggled, borrowed, lended, burned than this book right here because it has the life's truths in it. It has the manual for anything that you need to know in life. I can't imagine you know, having to go and fix a car that you've never seen before if you didn't have a manual for it. There's, there, like, you wouldn't even know where to start. You wouldn't know where to begin unless there was a manual and unless you had some experience, some training. So what we need to do in transition out of this place of motivation into the next stage is we've got to search. We've got to dig into life's manual. We've got to dig into the Word of God. What has he shown us? Like Indy did with that book, the journal from his father, we've got to dig into our father's journal, our father's recipe for our life. And as we do that, as we search, the Bible says, seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you, that we will come into this next stage of life, which is a guide, that the Bible is our guide. And this, this needs to be the basis of our direction. It needs to be the basis of how we live out our life, that it's, it's not about our own understanding. The Bible says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and what he's done. And as we do that, we make the Bible our guide. We're saying, okay, it's, it's not about what, you know, what I know. In fact, in this, in this clip, you saw there was a couple of people, a couple of bodies on the ground for people that had stepped out in their own understanding without a guide, nothing in their hand but a sword. That didn't help them very much. But, but we also have a sword. We have the sword of the Spirit. We have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And when we step out in that, we actually are victorious because it's not just uh, the, a motivation out of fear. It's a motivation from compassion, a motivation to help other people. And they are all also walking with wisdom. We're walking with this guide. And, uh, and, and so when you have this book, when you have this guide, you need to study it. You need to dig into it and find the tools that God has, has given you. And, and honestly, there's, there's some times in life where, where you're facing a challenge and you recognize that, that the answer is in the Word of God, but you just haven't been able to find it. You haven't come across it yet. And so sometimes that can be a, a tool or tactic to the enemy to blind us to, or to keep us stuck in that position at that stage in our life. Well, what I would encourage you today is, is keep digging. That, that what you find in the scripture, it may not answer that particular problem in that particular moment, but you will find seed. And what you'll, what you'll see is when you start reading and when you start digging, the seed that you get, it, it may not even be for you, but somebody else in your life may need that seed. Somebody else in your life may need that exact word at that exact moment. And actually, you can become a difference maker in their life. Just because of your digging, because of your heart, because of what you've done, you're actually going to bring breakthrough into other people's lives. And then watch this. When you do that, when you start digging with the, the goal in mind, not just, to, not just to solve your own problems, but just to receive whatever God has for you, he's going to give you answer to other people's problems, and you're going to find the solution for yourself too, over and over again. Anybody else experienced that? Where, you're, where you're, looking, you're looking just to receive, and then you find gold, you find wisdom, you find knowledge for, for other people, and then God shows up for you too. Amen? Amen. And it says this in Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. A lamp for my, to guide my feet and a light for my path. We've got to be continually relying on our Father's journal and on the word of God and, and, and trusting in it. And, and this leads us into the transition. If, if maybe you're at this place where, where you understand that the, the, the Bible is the Word of God, and it should be a guide for our life, but, but you haven't really found the way forward, you've got to start testing it. 
And that's the next transition. To get from God to the next stage, you test the word of God. Whatever, whatever that wisdom is that, that you get when you receive, and something will spark in your spirit. You'll, you'll kind of get an internal amen when you, when you hear something. So you need to take hold of that, and then you just start to apply it. Look for a way where you can apply what you learned from the word, and you'll start to see results in other people's life and your life. When you test the word of God, you'll always pass. Whatever, whatever the question is, whatever the challenge is, when you apply this test, to that situation, you're going to pass. You're going to get through. And that will lead you into the next stage of life in the life cycle, which is stability. Stability. Stability is the tested word of God. The tested word of God. And uh, in, in this movie, when you see Indy comes up to the next, the next challenge, the next, next test, it, he sees all these letters before him. And, uh, and, you know, thank God I'm not in that position because I would have definitely failed the Latin test. I have no idea how to spell Jehovah in Latin. So I would have been at the bottom of the pit. But thank God for a journal. Thank God that he had the guide and he had, he had the understanding. So he, he then went from that place. He tested the word of God. He began to walk out on the word and specifically the name of God. And it's such a powerful example. When you step out on the word of God, when you walk out on the name of God, that is the only thing that is secure. Everything else might look like it's stable, might look like it's secure, but it all has a false bottom. Only the name of God will lead you in strength. Only the word of God will lead you in stability in the path that he has called you to go. Indy could have turned back, but then his father would have died. He could have, we can turn around when we face a challenge that we don't understand, but then we won't accomplish the purpose that God has designed for us, and we won't help other people all along the way. When we walk it out, we have to walk on stability. We have to walk on a dependence on Jesus. And it's, so, it's such a beautiful picture in this movie because what happens in there, there's a transition of ownership. It, it, it's, it's no longer about you know, what, what Indiana Jones understands or what he can do, that, that he realizes that the only path forward is for him to walk on the word, for him to walk on the name. There's a situation in your life, maybe you're facing it right now, maybe it, it's coming up, where, where you can't produce in your own understanding, your own self, the result that needs to happen that you have to walk on the word of God, that you have to have a dependence on Jesus. And watch this. In, in Proverbs 16:9, it says that, that our heart plans our way, but the Lord directs our steps. So that when we step out with an understanding that our heart is with Jesus, we're no longer walking in our own design. The Lord is planning our steps, that our heart is leading us forward. But, but, but be assured of this, that when you step out on the name of Jesus, your feet will not falter, that you will stay planted, you will stay secure, you will be stable in your path. Amen. Amen. And so uh, there's, a, there's a passage of scripture that kind of speaks to this, Matthew 7, 24, that I wanted to share with you. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, or a tornado hit it, but nothing moved that house. Amen. It was fixed to the rock. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. I love the message translation here. It's so, so raw, so real. But it's true. It's true. Don't be a stupid carpenter. Somebody say, I'm not a stupid carpenter. Amen. It's really good if you're a contractor, too. 
You might be thinking, well, okay, I, I, I get that, that the Bible is my guide, and, and then I walk on the Word, it brings stability, but what about those situations in life where I can't see any path forward? For whatever reason, I'm blinded, maybe there's, there's confusion, there's chaos, there's just nothing that I can do to see logically the path ahead. Well, that, that brings us to the transition out of this stage. Maybe you're in that place right now where, where you feel like um, you just... You just don't understand the path forward. Maybe you even have some picture, some vision, idea about where you're supposed to go, but it just doesn't make sense to you. So the transition out of stability into the next stage is trust. Trust. And, and trust in what? Well, it's, it's, it's a simple concept, but it's difficult to work out, and that's the concept of faith. Faith is the next stage in the life cycle, that when you trust in the Word of God, when you trust in that stability, that, that it builds up on the inside of you something, and actually, I, I wouldn't say necessarily build up, but it, it unleashes, it unlocks something on the inside of you, because the Bible says that God has dealt each one, each one of us a measure of faith, so that we actually have faith on the inside of us, and Jesus said that if you have even a mustard seed of faith, you can move mountains, so it doesn't matter how much faith it is, all that matters is that you trust on what you have. God has given it to you. You've got to trust on that word, trust on what he has planted, the seeds in your heart. When you trust and when you have faith, it, it, it creates in you an understanding that there is a time where you just got to believe. There's a time where it may not make sense. You may not see the path forward. It may look like a big chasm in front of you, but you've got to have faith. You've got to remember what your motivation is. You've got to remember that God has called you to move forward. You, you look at your guide over and over and over again, and it's, it's, it's so powerful in this, in this clip, when he comes to the edge, when Indy comes to the edge and he sees this chasm, he, at first he's daunted by it. He thinks there's, it's impossible. There's no way I can get through. But then as he looks at his guide, he reads a leap of faith from the lion's head. And it, there's so much symbolism in here, but a lion represents dominion, it represents authority, and it represents power. So when we come up to the edge of a great challenge that we can't accomplish on our own, if we have faith, we remember we're not leaping from our own ability. We're actually leaping from a trust in God, and we're leaping with authority, with dominion. So whatever is underneath your feet, you've already been given power over it, that you have the authority to walk out in what God has called you and take that leap of faith and keep moving forward. And I think this is actually the stage in life where, where most of us will get stuck from time to time. Maybe there's many of us here today right now where you, you feel like, um, there's just there, there, there's something that needs to happen, and, and it's going to take some courage, it's going to take some energy, it's going to take something to get you across that. When I want to encourage you today, this is the time to take that leap of faith. This is a time to, to shut your eyes, to turn off your logic for a second. You've pointed yourself in the right direction. God has put that seed in your heart. Now it's time to put your foot out and just and go for it, to go for it. And that's actually the transition that will help get you out of this, uh, well, not out of this place of faith, but launch from this place of faith, the transition is launching. Just like Indy did, he, he, he did just that. He, he put his foot out, and he leaned forward. And that's all we have to do sometimes. We don't, sometimes we think a leap of faith is this, this mighty big jump. And, and what? No, sometimes it's just a step. Just one step. Just lean forward. Sometimes it's just a nudge. Just lean forward. Take that baby step. Do whatever you need to do to get get unstuck from that place and start moving forward or continue moving on that life cycle. In 2 Corinthians 5.7, it says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. So it doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter the circumstances around you. 
You're walking by faith. You're walking in a security, in a trust of what God has told you. We are confident, confident, yes, well-pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. And Indy did this when he launched out. In Luke 5, 4 to 5, it says, When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered to him and said, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So the transition from faith is to launch into what? The final stage. And for this, I'm going to play another little clip from the movie. So take a look. So good. The final stage in the life cycle is breakthrough. Breakthrough. So everything in the stage has led us up to this point where we've got everything else in order and we, we launch out from that place of faith and, and we see the breakthrough. And Indy, he selects, he chooses wisely, so wise advice helps you out, the cup of life. And that's a symbol of eternal life. It's a symbol of our relationship with Christ. And what does that bring? I love this, how, how Indy brings the cup back to his father and, and that cup of life produces healing. In, uh, in, in Luke, or actually, um, real quick, I want to show you. There's a, there's a, I have a slide as well uh, that shows this life cycle. And I kind of put, put down, there's one, more, there's one more transition that needs to take place. So as we've come through, step through this life cycle, we start, you start with the motivation. And then as you search from the motivation, you're going to find the guide. You're going to find the wisdom. And then as you test the guide, you transition into stability. And from a place of stability, when you have trust, that, that produces the faith, that leads you into the stage of faith. And then from faith, you launch out and you receive the breakthrough. And the last piece, the last transition there is witness. And so what's, what's so beautiful about, about this life cycle, it doesn't it kind of look like something? Anybody see that? Any life preserver? Doesn't that kind of look like a life preserver, lifesaver? But uh, this, this life cycle, when you, when you end in 
witnessing, when you end in the testimony, when you end like Indy did in bringing the, the breakthrough that you found to the person that motivated you or the reason why you started in the process, then the life cycle continues. Without your witness, without your testimony, that's the end of that life cycle. It doesn't go anywhere. But, but the Bible says the way of life winds upward. And so this can keep going. Whether this life cycle takes 10 years, takes your whole life, takes a month, maybe a day, you can transition through this whole thing in any amount of time. But the point is that it doesn't need to stop. You want to keep the life cycle going in your own life and then in somebody else's. Because what happens when you witness, what happens when you share your testimony, somebody else has just been given the model. Somebody else has just been given the guide on how they can start a life cycle of their own. And it can continue and go on and keep moving forward as much as you want. Because God is willing. God, it's God's will that none should perish, that everybody should come into his life cycle. And I want to share in Luke 10, 25 to 29, it says this. One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him. Do this, and you will live. The man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And this is the place in the Bible where uh, Jesus shares this, the, the parable of the Good Samaritan. That, that just because somebody doesn't come from your walk of life, just because maybe your, your ancestors had history or maybe it wasn't somebody that, that you, should, you would normally associate with, your neighbor is anyone who is in need. Your neighbor is anyone who is willing to, to be motivated to action, motivated to work, to, to accomplish purposes, not for their own gain, not for selfish ambition, but to do it for somebody else. And so when we, when we have this heart, when we have the heart of a good Samaritan, the heart of compassion to be motivated to do anything in our power to help somebody else, we actually both complete the life cycle and we start a new life cycle. And so I want to pray for some people today. And why don't we do this? Why don't we all stand to our feet and just bow our heads and close our eyes and come into a moment where wherever you're at in this life cycle, whatever stage you find yourself in, that... that God has a plan to move you forward. God has a plan to improve your life. That you wouldn't just be stagnant. You wouldn't just be fluctuating up and down, maybe some highs, some lows. But no, he actually wants to lead you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. But what's going to happen is that when you process this life cycle in, in, with the right motivation, with the right heart, leaning not on your own understanding, that your life is going to get better and you're also going to improve somebody else's life. So whatever, whatever stage of life you find yourself in right now, I want you to, to open yourself up to receive right now. What is, God, what is God speaking to you right now about how to transition from that place? And, and maybe, maybe you're, you just got to a new stage and you need to take that time to rest. You need to take that time to, to build up your strength, to be, to be ministered to, to, to be filled up, and that's fine. That's fine. But just recognize that there is a path ahead of you. That there's still improvement, there's still work to be done, there's still another life cycle to happen, there's still somebody else that God wants you to bless because you flowed through this cycle and you want to do it again and again and again. So what is that, what is that transition point that you need today? What is that thing that God is speaking to you right now to, to lead you into that next stage of life? But before we, before we pray for that, I want to pray for anybody who, who finds themselves maybe at the ground floor. Maybe they, they haven't even started on this life cycle. Maybe they're just getting a little bit of understanding of what it means to, uh, to live a life with Jesus Christ. Or maybe 
Maybe you've never given your life to Christ. And you want to start, you want to start your work on this cycle. You want to start your life winding upward with Him. You want to start improving in a way that goes beyond just a, a natural or a temporary solution. But you actually want to have a lasting improvement, a lasting change in your life. If you've never given your life to Christ, accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, I'd love to pray with you right now. And maybe there's some people here today who, who gave your life to Christ at one point, but you found yourself maybe either stagnating or, or maybe you went down a wrong path that, that didn't lead you upward. Maybe it was, you know, in hindsight, it was something that you never should have done. You never should have gone there. But, but the point is you strayed from where God wanted you to be, and you'd like to re-engage with him. You'd like to rededicate your life to him. I'd love to pray with you as well. So right now, with every head, head bowed and eyes closed, if there's anybody here today, you've never given your life to Christ and you want to start a new life with Him, or maybe you did at one point and you want to rededicate your life, who are those ones? Would you lift up your hand? I'd love to pray with you. Who are those ones? You want to give your life to Christ or rededicate your walk to Him? I know there's some people here today that you need to, need to take that step of faith, start walking with Him, allow Him to lead you on that journey, allow your life to wind upward. Who are those ones right now? You know that you need to rededicate yourself or start your walk with him. Anybody here today? I feel like God is, is moving right now on a couple of hearts. There's a wrestle that's happening. And like I said, there's times where you just have to turn off logic for a second. You have to close your eyes. You have to see what God's plan for you. See that hand. See that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else here today rededicating your heart, your life to God? All right, I, I want to pray. Let's, I want to pray for everyone right now. That uh, no matter where you are in life, no matter what stage you find yourself in, that, that God has a plan for you, that he's going to give you the keys, the tools to transition out of that stage into an abundant life, into that next stage, that you're going to continue to take ground for the kingdom, that your life is going to continue to spiral upward. So everybody right now, let's, let's all pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're moving in this place, that your spirit is alive that you have, uh, you have appointed for us specific times and seasons to progress through the stages of life. God, I thank you for the life cycle that you have us all on, that you're leading us in these paths of righteousness beside still waters. God, I thank you for an outpouring of your spirit right now, wisdom, understanding, knowledge being poured in to help us transition to the next stage of life, to help us to grow, to increase, to improve, that we are the head, not the tail, we are above, not beneath, that you have transitioned us out of an old life, that we are a new creation right now in Jesus Christ. In his name, we are moving forward. We are improving in our life. We are leading other people along that. We are a witness, that we are a testimony, an example that other people People can, can see and emulate just as we emulate you, everything that you do. God, I thank you for your motivation for us, that, that you sent your son and he had a motivation of compassion, that he had a motivation to see the sick healed, to see the lame walk, to see the blind see, to see people set free, chains broken in Jesus' name, God. I thank you that that same passion, that same heart is on the inside of each one of us, that we would recognize that our motivation is for other people, that our motivation is to help and lift up other people, God, and in doing so, you will elevate us. You will elevate our life in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.